Instagram. Recently, the polio virus was found in New York City wastewater. You probably heard about this in the last week. The identification comes weeks after Rockland County announced the nation's first case of polio in nearly a decade. Our medical contributor, Dr. Barinder Narang, is here to answer our concerns. Good morning, Dr. Narang. Good morning, Raji. How are you? Great. So, Gosh, are we surprised to see polio resurface this way in, in 2022? What's going on? And gosh, how did this happen? Yeah, so I, I think let's let's start off by looking at just what, are, what for many people, especially uh, younger generations, they might not know what polio is. So polio is a virus that basically since 1988, there's been a 99% reduction. They used to have around 350,000 cases then. And last year, there were six reported cases. Um, it's a virus that where one in 200 infections can lead to irreversible, irreversible paralysis. And among those who are paralyzed, up to 10% uh, die because their breathing muscles get immobilized. So it, it really is one of those viruses that I learned about in med school, not expecting to see a lot of. And yeah, the last couple of months, there's been evidence from around the world that it has been circulating a bit. So like you said, Rockland counting, the British health authorities have all also found some in London and um, evidence of circulation like in wastewater as well and Israel in March de- detected a case of uh, paralysis as well and um, Australia and also four-year-old in Australia uh, Australia and maybe I don't know the details of that though okay but yeah, yeah definitely but now where so sorry, but I would say where where it has been found like in Canada in 1994 um, um, we were certified as a polio free country um, there has been circulating virus in Afghanistan and Pakistan the last few years. So, so since 1988, most people have, I, I know, not eradicated, but most people yeah. here thought, okay, well, we're in the clear. And so now it's resurfaced and people are asking why, like what happened that polio is resurfacing like this? Yeah. And so the types of, while we don't know about the New York one yet, the ones that were um, initially found in Israel and the U.S. and the U.K. It's called the vaccine-derived poliovirus. And so back in like the 80s and 90s, um, there we there was an oral polio vaccine. It was like a, a, a drink one. And we stopped doing that here in the 90s um, because it could lead to cases. Um, it was a weak version of the virus, but that weak version was actually able to kind of convert to the active one. So I think it was... Uh, they said the oral vaccine is no longer recommended in Canada because of this. So the one they're seeing is from that. So it's either people overseas that are getting this type of um, vaccine. And then because it um, it is a weaker form of the virus, it can um, still end up circulating. But then those in the community that are susceptible are those that are unvaccinated. Okay, sorry, that just a clarification on the oral vaccine. It was uh, triggering the actual virus in people's bodies. Yeah, this is an older type of vaccine where it was a weak virus of it. Now, this is a vaccine that is not given here. So I want to be clear. Okay, in our routine childhood um, vaccination series, we use a different one called an inactivated one that is not linked to transmission. Okay, that's great. So, um, but if overseas people are using that older type and there's risk of wild, um, there's still transmission happening in Afghanistan and Pakistan. Um, then with travel and um, other things, we can see cases of it traveling around the world, but it only will affect those people 
who are unvaccinated. So for the longest time, the, the, the series of vaccine that we have has been over 99% uh, effective against uh, keeping people protected against it. Okay. That we use here. That, those sound like pretty good odds. But then, you know, yesterday I'm talking to my hairdresser, a woman in her 20s, and she tells me, oh, we don't really trust vaccines anymore. And she says she's doing her own research. Uh, so is it that kind of mentality that shows us that people's general view of vaccinations is changing? Negatively? Oh, I, I do believe so. I think there's been a, a, a lot more hesitancy, um, especially through the COVID pandemic. We've seen the rise of misinformation. We've seen, um, you know, just from 13 uh, powerful sources of anti-vaccine messaging um, has caused uh, kind of tons of damage around the world. Now, luckily in BC, we've been doing pretty, pretty well um, against that. Um, but there are still huge pockets of areas, even here in Canada and states around the world, of people who are now um, I, I are, are refusing even childhood vaccines, um, where that was never really a big concern with them because it was normal for all of us. And so I think that what we do need to remember is that uh, what, when we say we're doing our own research, we need to be really um, critical of ourselves. Who who are we reading? Where is that information coming from? Is there any money behind that? When was it written? Um, is there any obvious bias there? Um, and is what the, sound, what they're saying, is it actually backed up by um, rhetoric or actual fact? Yeah, and I've also noticed that in so many of these misinformation campaigns around vaccines, um, there are studies that are cited and pointed to. And if one is to follow all of those links, the study is done by some dubious source, or in some cases, that said study does not exist even. Um, But people find themselves in that rabbit hole. I think a lot of people in BC, though, are, are hearing that polio has resurfaced and going, okay, but should we be concerned here in BC? Yeah, and I think I, one of the other points that we should um, um, mention is that we are looking at this kind of new surveillance data. This is called the wastewater surveillance data, um, and, and this is why they're doing it. It's for monitoring, tracking, seeing, okay, hey, is there something that we haven't seen here in a while? That's when public health gets activated and see, well, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's active transmission happening around it Yeah on the time and that people are at risk. So I think part of this is we do need to wait and see, like we said, um, since the cases around the world um, have been identified, including um, the New York one, Canadian, like the Public Health Agency of Canada, is planning now to start testing in Canada to see if there's evidence here. But that doesn't, like, we have to correlate that with what's actually happening on the ground. So, you know, our hospitals will obviously be at alert, our physicians working, they will be watching out for it as well. Um, And then, um, yeah, but the best way um, to see um, is for what I can recommend to people is check to see that you've had your childhood vaccines um, or that your kids have. And if they haven't, um, the the vaccine that we give is the one that's recommended. It's part of the big um, um, multiple vaccines and one that we give at two, four, six, and 18 months of childhood and a booster between the ages of four and six year old. And after that, the vaccine can protect the child from life. That's fantastic and very important information that we can all use. Dr. Narang, thank you so much for your time this morning. No worries. Take care. Bye.